Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. This episode is sponsored by The Mystic Outlet, a metaphysical and spiritual shop offering magical bundles. They specialize in tarot cards, crystals, natural incense, sage, and more. And all of their items are ethically sourced. Use code INNERBLOOM10 to receive 10% off your order. You can contact them at info at mysticoutlet.com, find them on Etsy, or check out their website, www.themysticoutlet.com. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. (sighs) How are you, Ambi? Doing okay. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. We're in the middle of um, a full moon right now. I keep forgetting. It's like, and let me tell you, it is no joke. It's no no joke, Ron. Right? It is serious. This full moon is serious business, my Mm -hmm, friends. mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of change in the air, a lot of intense energy in the air, and there's just, there's a lot that's shifting. And so... You know, if you're someone who's been going through through it the past few days, uh, you're not alone. And definitely make sure to use our private Facebook group, Inner Bloomers, if you need a support system. You can post in there, and you know everybody's always so happy to chime in and and give you some words of encouragement or you know share some insight if you need it. Um, but as a result, we were like, let's do something super fun today. Let's just let's just do something light. And so we thought today we would do a Ask Us Anything episode where you guys could get to ask us whatever questions you want, and we will uh, answer it on the pod if we think it's a, a good question. So you guys already um, sent some in, and let's if you're watching this live. Send in more. Yes, if you're watching, ask some questions, and we could answer them. This is so funny. Oh my god. The first question on in the the group is from Ricardo, and it says, "How synchronistic! If either of you were ever to move states and could choose freely, where would you go and why?" Where, go well, me, I would choose. Um, I don't know. Let me you, okay. let me take a second. You answer first. Um, Hawaii. Oh, that's a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good answer. I think that I'm going to go with Hawaii too. Yeah, I'm going to go with Hawaii. Cool. We're both going to Hawaii. We're going to Hawaii. The podcast is moving to Hawaii. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, 
Carrie Fox says, what is the most visceral paranormal experience you've had where even you may question if it was, quote, real? Hmm. Um. I feel like that's, like, an interesting question for you since you have so many. And I have, like, one. The first time I channeled probably was one of those experiences where I was like, am I making this up? Did this really happen? What the fuck just went on? Um, Was that me? Am I, like, mentally unsafe now? Like, what's going on here? Um, Definitely also the time that I saw this woman get raped and thrown over the side of a freeway passing like in my mind's eye. Okay. Um, that was scary. I thought you meant in real life. I was like, my God. No. And then someone like validated what had happened in that spot. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh my God, what's going like everybody was freaked out. I remember you telling me that's that story when we first met and I was like, Mm -hmm. that's intense. It was jarring. Yeah. What about you? I genuinely have, well, okay. Okay. Well, the most paranormal thing that's ever happened to me still in my mind is when I saw the Ark 9 walking from my door past my kitchen. But I, I mean, I guess I question if it was real, but like not really because like I know what I saw. Like Mm -hmm. I know what I saw. And that's the only time I've ever seen with my visceral eyes, like something a figure. But didn't you say you tried to like um, okay. justify it was your dog? Yes, that's true. <laughs> I tried to justify that it was my dog who is probably a foot off the ground and this figure was like taller than my door. Yeah. Just because my dog is black and the figure was black. But so yes. Okay. That's true. I guess I was just also thinking about this other experience I had when I, way before I ever met you, like, like t- eight years before I ever met you, when I was in Florida at my aunt and uncle's lake house, I was there with my two best friends who were in the wedding with you, in my wedding with you. And we were going on a trip and I can't explain. I like woke up in the middle of the night. I was like sleeping next to one of them in bed and the other was sleeping in another room. I woke up in the middle of the night. I felt really weird. I look over and my friend sleeping in bed next to me is like talking in her sleep and saying really weird, scary shit. And I'm like, she's having a nightmare, but she's like talking in her sleep and it's really weird and the energy is really intense. So I get so scared. So I get up and I go over like in the middle of the night, it's probably three in the morning. I go to, um, I walk across to uh, where my other best friend is sleeping in the other room and I open the door and he's laying there and it looks like there's a little kid under the covers, like near his feet, just like the, like the height of a kid sitting up in bed. And then I go, oh, my God. And I say his name. And he just, like, looks at me. And I'm like, wait, you're awake? And he's like, yeah. And then immediately the cover just drops to the ground. And I'm like, wait, did you just put your knees down? And he's like, no. And I'm like, what? And I got so freaked out. I still don't know what happened. But I tell my aunt and uncle every time, like, your house is haunted. And they're, they always <laughs> joke. They don't believe in ghosts. They're like, ooh, like, there's ghosts here. I'm like, no, I'm telling you, your house is haunted for sure. That's fucking, that's wild. Have you seen that TikTok where the guy is like, this is what ghosts are trying to do. And he's like smelling the sheet, like putting the sheet all up, but he's like smelling it. And the people are like, ah, and he's like, where's the screaming coming from? <laughs> he's just like, like smelling the fabric softener. Like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you explain the holes? 
in the, for the I eyes. Know. I don't know and about that. And he gets that. stuck in the sheets. Yeah. So funny. funny. Um, okay. Carrie also said, also, what fictional character or public figure do you relate to or see yourself in the most? I like this one. Um, fictional? It has to be fictional or can it be? Or real. Public figure. Glennon Doyle. I like that one. How about you? Well, the first person that came to mind was AOC, but I don't really... God, I love her. That's the thing. I love her. I don't know if I see myself in her. I see some of myself in her. Yeah. But it's not like dead on, you know? It's. I think she's way stronger than me and way more like has way more fight in her and she's way more... I think she has things I aspire to be. Right. Um... Public figure. Ugh. I'll just stick with that answer for now. She has things I aspire to be. I'll tell you if I think of something else. Why Glennon Doyle? Or do you not want to elaborate? I don't want to elaborate right now. Okay. Uh, Nike. Hi, Nike. Says, what is a metaphysical lesson you have learned this year and a physical lesson you have learned this year? Everything changes. Nothing is stagnant. Um, you have to put yourself before everybody else because it's not selfish. And, um, this is a quote that I heard that like, I fucking love this. And I think it's a good spiritual lesson. And I also think it's a good physical lesson and emotional lesson. Okay. The quote goes like this. I don't get to tell someone how to love. I get to see how they love and then decide if I want to participate. And I think that's such a good quote when we're talking about like family dynamics, when we're talking about like even friendships, things like that. You can't change people, but you get to decide if you want to participate in their story. Mm. Can you say that quote again so I can repeat it? I don't get to tell someone how to love me, but I get to decide if, wait, no, hold on. I don't get to tell someone how to love me. I get to see how they love and choose if I want to participate. I don't get to tell someone how to love me. I get to see how they love and choose if I want to participate. Yes. Mm. That's a powerful quote. I like that a lot. So the question was, and I like everything you shared. I think that's, so the question is spiritual lesson and physical lesson. Mm-hmm. Aren't they kind of like one in the same? I mean. That's why I answered it that way, yeah. Okay. Uh, what's counted as this year? Like from January? <laughs> I need to know. Yes, you're I need over to know what we're talking about here. You're definitely overthinking this answer. Um, well, a lot's happened, dude. Um, so much has happened the last like month and a half. That it feels I, like a year in the past I month. Feel like I've lived a whole lifetime in a month. So legit. Okay. Okay. I'll just take it from a year, like a year from this point. So like, because that goes back to like when I got married, basically, which is when I learned a really big lesson. Um. So I would say. <sighs> Stop trying to control everything because you never will. Yeah. Um, Stand up for yourself no matter what. Yep. Um, 
<sighs> your friends and family and your relationships are like the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like the relationships that you want to have in your life, like nurture them. Yep. Because I spent too long, too much of my life not understanding the importance of them. Like too, too long just putting them to the side. So this year has been about that a lot for me. Um, and hmm, I'm trying to think like what's a spiritual lesson. I mean, oh, like what I was just talking about with like this potential of me moving. It's like, you know, the universe is, I really do believe this. I really do believe the universe is always trying to give you what you're asking for. Sometimes it comes in a package that you, you weren't expecting and you're like, what the hell? Like, what? Did, I didn't ask for this. Send this back. I don't want this. But it really is what you're asking for. It just might not look as you expected it to look. So be open. Be open. Don't, you know, act, don't, don't, don't act out of haste. Like be open, sit with things, spend time with things, be open to receive, uh, be open to see beyond kind of your first impression type of thing. Um, be open to new possibilities because you might just be getting exactly what you want. Absolutely. Okay. Why? By the way, we're live on TikTok. Someone said, why can't we hear the other person? I said in the beginning, you're not going to be able to hear her. Sorry, because um, of the way we record. I apologize. Let's look if TikTok has any questions. Um, okay. Well, this isn't really, this is a comment, but I'm going to turn it into a question. Someone said, I have realistic dreams since I was small. I assume they mean like foreshadowing dreams, like mm-hmm. dreams that foreshadow things. What what do they do with that? Like, what do you do with that when you, because I've heard this question a lot recently. Oh, I have these like really realistic dreams that feel like they're foretelling the future. Like for people who dream like that, what are they supposed to do with that? I mean, I think it depends upon the dream and like if you, hopefully it's a good dream, right? Hopefully it's something that you want to have happen. Mm -hmm. Um, One, I would know that like your goals or your ambitions or whatever you want is on the horizon. That's good. Awesome. Um, And then you're always safe and loved and protected, even when you feel alone and like you're not. And then if it's something that you don't want to have happen, I feel like it's showing you that so you have the, uh, sorry, my nose itches. Um, It's showing you that so you have the opportunity to change it. So you can change, you know, what's going to happen because nobody knows exactly what's going to happen. You have choice and free will. And so you have the opportunity to, if you do see the future, or if someone else sees your future, you have the opportunity to change that if you don't like it. Mm, that's a good answer. I really like okay. that. For those of you on TikTok, if you want to hear the answer to that, you got to listen to our podcast, uh, which you can listen to anywhere podcasts are streaming. It's called Inner Bloom, I-N-N-E-R-B-L-O-O-M. Um, Facebook has some more questions. So Shira said, did you have difficulty transitioning from your day jobs to what you do now? If yes, yes. what was the most difficult part? Yes. So I don't know if Alexa did because Alexa's day job was like pretty chill, right? (laughs) My day job was like walking dogs. (laughs) Yes. 
I did. I was scared shitless. I was scared out of my mind. Um, and I feel like you're always fuck. Ugh. You're okay. I feel like you're always scared when you don't know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. It's always scary. But it was the best decision that I had ever made because it was truly like all of my hopes and dreams being answered and doing things that I never thought I could do. But it was really scary um, because you have all of those doubts and all of those reasons of like why you shouldn't do it or like. You've never seen it done before. So what makes you think you're going to be successful and all of those things. But um, once you push past the fear, it's the best decision I've ever made. Thank you for that. And I, I mean, I remember witnessing you take that leap too. And it was so scary for you. You know, it was so intense because it, like you said, it was challenging everything that you had kind of experienced up until then. It was really challenging that. And there was a part of you that knew, you knew that there was more, but getting your, your body to like accept that and your, your mind to accept mm-hmm. that was a challenge. And once you finally took the leap though, it was like, you know, You've had this conversation with so many people of who want to change their life and and do a different job. It's like at some point you have to you have to take the leap. You have to take that step forward. It's not that it's not going to be scary, but mm-hmm. and so you feel the fear and you do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Feel the fear, yeah. do it anyway. That's actually like one of my favorite quotes. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shira said, love you ladies so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Paige Hoffbeck says, Alexa, how did you get into the practice of EFT? Um, uh, Basically, when I had my spiritual awakening, I started listening to this podcast that had a woman on it quite frequently who teaches people EFT and offers EFT at live events and also online in a community she created. Her name is Sonia Sophia, and she actually has a podcast on our podcast network called There's a Tap for That. Um, But I digress. So I would do her like little couple minute taps when I was going through my spiritual awakening and starting to process all of this like dark, heavy stuff that I'd never really looked at before. And um, it would help me just a couple minutes of like tapping on my face and tapping where she told me to tap and saying what she told me to say just from a podcast recording actually really helped me a lot. And I was like, wow. And then um, so I had already known about her and tapping. And then long story short, on that same podcast, she had um, come on there for an interview and talked about wanting to create a certain type of project. And if any of the listeners uh, knew how to help her with that, that they should get in contact with her. Well, I did know how to help her with that. So I just found myself emailing her. And the next thing I knew, I was on the phone with her. And then um, 
it, this was one of these moments in my life that I look back on and I'm like, that was not me, like acting, because I just remember that like something, basically we're talking about this project and she starts telling me how, oh, well, in a few weeks I'm doing this uh, training for EFT practitioners. I'm, I'm training a bunch of people to learn to give sessions and do this as their business. And I just remember hearing this come out of my mouth. I was like, can I come? And I just, I'm not that straightforward with people usually. And I just remember, I couldn't believe that I had asked her that. I'm like, what, can I come? I didn't have money to go anywhere. I didn't even know I wanted to go. Like I, it literally felt like my higher self was speaking through me and was like, you're going, bitch. Like, yo, (laughs) you're going. Yeah, you will. And as soon as I asked her that, she was like, Oh, like she was surprised. She's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I actually only have like one spot left, but yes, like you can come. And so basically I like invested all the, it was one of those moments where I just knew I had to do it. I knew that I had to put everything into this because this was the key for some reason. I couldn't explain Mm -hmm. it, but I basically invested everything I had in getting to this retreat. And uh, once I got there, it was like, I was there for 10 days everything just started to shift. And once I had that tool and I walked away from there, that was when life took off. I mean, Ambie and I only met one or two weeks before that retreat. So right after that, we started the podcast. I started working with people with tapping. Ambie started working with people with her readings. It all happened around the same time and everything just kind of like... It was so fast. You know what's interesting? Because that... I'm glad that you said that because it was so quickly. It was like a shift and then boom, boom, boom. And it was, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Like it's crazy to look back and think about how it all kind of came together in that way now. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think at the time we saw it that way. You know, we were just getting to know each other and like we were both kind of like getting into our own thing. And I don't think we saw it as happening so fast, but it really was fast. Yeah. Um. Okay, Nike. Oh, Nike's here live. Says, what is a success story that you have of someone working with both or either of you where you saw them bloom? I love that question. Oh, Jamie Edwards. That's exactly who I thought of. Jamie yeah, Edwards. Jamie Edwards always comes to my mind. She's amazing. Um, she worked with both of us. She quit her job, did the scary thing. Um, you know, it took a while. It wasn't like overnight. Um, but it took but a she- I mean, it it wasn't like years, but I definitely like she did the scary thing and um, she is thriving now. Mm -hmm. Like she's doing readings. She does coaching with people like and um, she's just amazing. It was really she in particular. I'm glad we both thought of the same person because she was just someone who like. Yeah, like you said, she chose to do the scary thing. Every single challenge we gave her, she just went for it, even though she was scared. And um, I'm pretty sure she was able to leave her job within four months. Yeah, I mean, that's, I say that it wasn't like overnight because literally Catherine, I told her, you should be doing what I'm doing. And she quit her job the next day. Oh, yeah, I forgot. So, like. That was the one that like, but I didn't even have enough balls for that, man. Like she's, well, she's so yeah. brave. 
And also, this isn't to say if you're listening to this that the thing to do is quit your job the next yes, day. Don't job, <laughs> Please actually. don't. Please don't quit yeah. your job. It's actually like much more calculated. I was very concerned about Catherine. Yeah. Um, but she has a husband and another source of income. You know what I mean? So yeah. it is a little different. Jamie didn't have that. So she had to like get things in place first. Yeah. But it is to say that if you're not happy in your job or if you're not happy with your living situation or you're not happy with like, you know, whatever the case may be, you can change it. You have the option and opportunity to change things. Nothing is set in stone. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, let's see. Any more questions? Uh, somebody on TikTok said, <laughs> this Aunt B, you might have an interesting answer for this. The question is simply, how do I get people to pay attention to my warnings? I would assume intuitive warnings. Do you want to talk maybe about, well, answer how you want, but. Interesting. Intuitive yeah. warnings. Let's talk about, let's talk about it. Intuitive warnings and then like, like Sermon. triggers. Okay. Um, okay. So intuitive warnings, I would say that you're not going to get people to listen to you. Let it go. Um, because what you're wanting is you're wanting people to change. You're wanting people to take you seriously. You're wanting people to, um, that outside validation. And that's not going to happen. I have people in my life. I do this for a living. I literally give someone a reading. They come back. They tell me everything I told them may happened, you know, whatever the case is. And then I have people in my life that are very close to me that are like, meh, I'm going to do what I want to do. Cool. Like you go do you. And we all do that. Like sometimes people give me advice and I don't take it. Maybe if Catherine told me she saw a premonition, that might be a little different. But nonetheless, you can't control what people are going to do. So I would say let it go. Let's look at it the other way. How can I make people listen to my warnings as far as like, uh, my triggers, I get boundaries, right? I would say that um, understanding who is respecting you in your life and who is not would be really important. Because if someone tells you, if you, t I take that back, if someone, if you tell someone like, hey, you violated my boundary or this is my boundary. I don't want you to cross it. And they still cross it. Then maybe it's not healthy to have that person in your life. And sometimes that sucks because sometimes they're the person that's closest to you. But that's what I would say. I what are your, answer. how would you answer that question? I, I was seeing it more as like, <clears throat> well, what it reminded me of was I think you've told this on the podcast before how when you first started using your gift, you didn't understand boundaries with other people, right? Oh, yeah. Like with your gift. So like I keep remembering you saying something about like being drunk somewhere and like just going up to people and being like, oh, like somebody's cheating on somebody. Like just Oh Jesus, don't do that. So just, I'll like, tell telling you. them okay. business and stuff. This is why one, this is why I don't drink a whole lot because like I'm not very intuitive when I drink or like the messages get mixed up. Yeah. The messages get mixed up. And then I'm like, let me tell you about yourself. Not any good. <laughs> but um, no, what I would do is I thought it, I, I, t I hate this, but I thought it was funny 
to like, I remember I told a couple like, you guys are on a first date, aren't you? And they were freaked out. And I told another woman, she was like an Instagram model and she was freaked out. Like, it's not nice to do that to people. It's not funny. It's not okay. Yeah. Because you're knowing very personal things about them that is none of your business. And if they lie and say, no, you're wrong, then you feel invalidated. And then you feel like I'm making it all up. So it's not good on either side. That's kind of the direction I was going to go in terms of the question more about like maybe like check in with yourself about like the warnings and like do they need to be like maybe sometimes they do need to be given, but maybe sometimes it's it's understanding um, the boundaries between you and other people and when to use your gift and when to just receive the information and move on. Um, Okay. Ricardo asked, what is your go-to action when in spiritual overload? Like when you spend excessive time online, but in this case is spiritual content or interactions? Hmm. I know for me, if I spend excessive time online, that means I'm shutting down. That means the, for me, that is my way of coping with a situation or that's my way of like numbing out. And so I realize why it's happening I realize something in my life is not making me happy. And then I can decide. Sometimes I've decided like, I'm still going to participate in this activity because I, maybe I need to numb out for a little bit. I'm not ready to face it or, okay, I'm ready to face it and deal with it. Um, and that can look like a number of ways. I think it's important to understand. I think in the spiritual community, we tend to look at everything as spiritual And I also think it's really important to understand that not while everything is spiritual, yes, sometimes you need a grounded perspective too. Like maybe there's a reason you're online all the time. Maybe there's a reason you're meditating all day. Like, is it a, is it a numbing out? Is this a coping strategy? And why are you coping so hard? What do you want to escape from? Yeah. It's like spiritual bypassing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think everything comes back to balance, right? It's like you could say that about like I've been on like a gossip tear the past couple of days. I haven't really been into, go- you know, I used to get really into gossip and then I haven't really been in it in a while and all of a sudden I'm on like a gossip tear and it's like it's, you know, I used to really like shame myself about it and now I'm just kind of being conscious of it like, okay, this is a lot of this one thing for some reason. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, so why don't you come back into balance? Why don't you add in a little more downtime? Why don't you read a little bit of a book? Why don't you go outside? Like at rather than I heard this once when talking about eating and I really liked it because I've had struggled with eating disorders like my whole life. And it's like instead of taking things away, why don't you add more things in, right? Like add, for example, with eating, it's like instead of like restricting, why don't you add like more green in, more healthy things in, because then you'll feel you're getting the things rather than you're being restricted. And I think it's the same for um, when you have uh, imbalances in your life. It's like think of like what can I add in to bring balance rather than like what can I take away to bring balance? Because for me, the taking away always triggers. So Ricardo, for you, like if you feel like you're just like so overwhelmed with spiritual stuff, it's like, okay, like what can, like Ambie said, what can I add in that will ground me? What can I add in that will just feel like I'm in the real world right now? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that response. It's a good one. Um, 
Okay, hold on. Let me check. Okay, Taylan Drake says, how can we... By the way, again, everyone on TikTok's like, I don't understand why I can't hear her. We're recording our podcast, Inner Bloom Podcast. So if you want to listen to it, you can follow us on Facebook, I-N-N-E-R-B-L-O-O-M podcast, or you can listen to our podcast where Spotify, uh, iTunes, etc. Um, okay, Taylor Dre says, how can we work through ancestral trauma and have boundaries with our family how can we work through ancestral trauma and have boundaries with our family at the same time? Oh, oh, I love that question. I would say go to Nike Aria. She is amazing at working with ancestral trauma. She's amazing at working with ancestors. Um, and all of that area, she has helped me so, so, so much. Um, I would also say that for me, like I come from a lot of childhood trauma and I come from a lot of like gaslighting and a lot of, um, narcissistic behaviors, um, with my mother and I love her. And I feel like understanding that one, she's never going to be, she's never going to live up to my expectations because she's her own person and she has her own ideas and things. And, So my expectations of what she should be are not fair to her. And then the, so there's no, like, she should be doing this. Um, But then the other thing is knowing what to say to her, like knowing that if I'm going through something really serious, she's not the person to call and that sucks, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And then understanding that her way of trying to help a situation or her way of trying to be there for me is not always what I need right? Like understanding that. And I think sometimes we need space in order to see that. Mm, That's a really good answer. I agree with all of that. You know, I, we've been talking about this empath webinar we're doing coming up on the 30th. And, you know, one of the things that has been, we've been talking about a lot is like, or I've been talking about a lot is like, you know, just because somebody is in your family, that doesn't mean you're obligated to spend time with them. Like it, Society would tell you such, but like it's that's not the truth. You know, sometimes your family ends up being more of your chosen family rather than your blood family because you have to set boundaries with them just because it's not always healthy for you. Now, this doesn't apply to everyone, but it, you know, it's it's really something to give yourself permission to take space, like Ambi was talking about, from people, whether they're your family or what you know, Um, because you have to really protect yourself and protect your energy and be able to, um, yeah, be in a space where you can be the best version of you. Um, And I also would highly recommend Nike Uriya for ancestral uh, work. TikTok, Nike is on TikTok. And um, she is also going to be on our podcast again this coming week for part three of our ancestral series and then we'll have a fourth part to close it out the following week so stay tuned for that Taylin said i needed to hear that thank you so much okay all right so if there's no it looks like that's it for the question so i think we're gonna wrap up here but thank you so much everyone for uh, writing in for being a part of this. Um, just to remind you guys, Ambie and I are hosting an Empath 101 webinar on September 30th. And uh, the, 
the webinar is called Empath 101 from Super Drain to Superpower. So this is really uh, designed to show you how to use your empathic abilities to help you rather than hindering you or draining you when they're just like out of control and you're not really um, you're not really conscious of them, right? So this is going to educate you on what it really means to be an empath, um, energy protection. Um, energy maintenance. Uh, we're going into how to differentiate your energy from others, um, as well as like even the different types of empaths, which Ambie was just educating me on, which was pretty interesting. And um, this webinar is on September 30th. It's $44. Replay will be available. Uh, and we are giving away one free private coaching session to someone who purchases a ticket. So um, we're going to do the raffle live on the, on the, um, at the webinar, but we'll notify you if you're not there live. Oh, and we're going to have a Q&A at the webinar. So if you're there, you can ask questions at the end. Um, yep. So you can find a link to that in the podcast notes. Um, and Ambie, anything else you want to share? No, I feel like that's that's good. Okay. We love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. And until next time. Keep on blooming. Keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.com.